Hello and welcome back to Tetetet by Fresco Media. As you mentioned before, we'll be going through a weekly recap of every week of the Indian Super League, and we're here for our first weekly episode. And I'm happy to say I'm joined again by Dibiti Bhattacharya. How are you, and what do you think of the first week of the Indian Super League so far? I think a pretty exciting week. Uh, the this is the first week of the ISL because uh, first week and first major upset. Uh, in northeast in mumbai city and i think uh, that's what that was one team we kind of wrote off uh, the, in our previous episode uh, but they've come uh, and surprised us really uh, taking on one of the most strongest team in the league uh, so and a lot of more games that have been really really exciting uh, but from a organizational uh, standpoint i think the, the three venues that are being played in uh, they look really fantastic the pitches look great the stadiums look great and have you noticed that the camera work has really improved in the last few years i have to say you know i didn't like the camera work i didn't like the quality of the broadcast uh, being presented to us viewers the last few years and i thought there's definitely a bit more to improve on that front and i think i think it's it's a change that has been forced on the indian super league and fsdl to kind of develop a package that is far more attractive for um casual viewers or people who uh, are new to indian football because all things said and done you know this is a tournament that's the first sports league to actually take place in india after covid-19 and that says a lot about how much effort has gone into um, all aspects of this league and it's great to see that the league has kicked off without any off field controversies or a fuss and uh, that makes us want to focus on the on pitch activities so um before we move on to that um just want to go through the results from the last week uh we did have the opener uh which is kind of a drab affair between kerala blasters and atk monbagan but at the end roy krishna's winner eventually winning it for atk monbagan and then we come on to the upset of the weekend um northeast united beating mumbai city who did have amaj who sent off in sergio lobero's first game as manager of the team and then on sunday we had a bit of a anti climax uh you'd say we thought that be a winner but i thought it was a fascinating game actually the 2-2 draw between fc goa and bengaluru fc um a bit more was desired but i guess it's early stages so we wait and see how these teams develop on monday we had the relocation derby as we'll come on to mention at the end of this episode between hyderabad fc and odisha which ended in a 1-0 victory to hyderabad interestingly their first ever clean sheet in the history of the indian super league um for hyderabad and finally yesterday we went to the game between jamshedpur and chennai where chennai basically were running rampant for the first 30 minutes um eventually won 2-1 but positive signs there for chennai and a little bit for jamshedpur as well so let's go on to the first game then the opening game of the indian super league um and what was expected to be a bit of a tight affair but no one would have expected kibu vikuna to set up his team to kind of dominate the game i think this game has been the opening fixture for uh, quite some time hasn't it because I mean, played played in the last uh, three four years constantly as the first fixture, but uh, like you said, I think Kibu Vikuna uh, set up his team just uh, as his reputation precedes him in the I League, a uh, team that dominates in possession, a team that wants to create more chances, and they have had more chances in the first half. They were much more dominant than the ATK side, which uh, was again uh, very d- uh, disciplined uh, defensively, uh, a very characteristic of a Habas team, but. 
and at the end of the day the like we had already discussed and if you give a team uh, if you give a match to a team to win on that day i think atk is going to come come ahead and one chance one goal for roy krishna and i think that's the quality he brings to the team but a major loss for atk because uh, of the injury to suicide raj uh, and that that's going to affect them with a lot of attacking output from the left flank uh, but i think a major uh, role why uh, the kerala blasters hasn't uh, haven't made a lot of their chances uh, their striker being very left alone uh, without a lot of uh, supply uh, because of the plummeting form of abdul samad uh, sahal abdul samad what do you have to say about that listen the less said about him the better from that game um, there were a few occasions where he was needlessly performing step overs and fakes and i think if he cuts that out of his game and kind of gets his act together he could actually be um a very big asset for the Kerala Blasters side which did show a bit of promise um in that first half it's fair to say they just didn't create chances and i think this is a combination of course atk mohan bagan defending very well and also the fact that they didn't bring likes of gary hooper into the game uh when you think about it he is a lethal finisher he is a very proven center forward you need to kind of give him the ammunition to succeed and there was nothing of that sort so I don't think Kerala can be that hard on themselves considering the performance and the the nature of the game. I think it's just one of them that happens early in the season, but we wait to see whether they can actually pick up a bit of form um going forward. Um but one team that did pick up form at the back and it just kicked in big time was Northeast United. Um the way they just held off wave after wave of Mumbai pressure. And I say pressure because Mumbai didn't really attack. I don't think they had a shot on target the whole game despite having six shots. and that says a lot about the doggedness and just the character within that northeast united defense i think yes absolutely and i think that's the most impressive thing about northeast united coming into uh, coming to the game as you know the a, a certain uh, you know a certainty to, to to not have those three points or any point for that matter but i think gerard news the manager and, and you'll mention uh, and you'll mention is being he's he's kind of worked under the tutelage of uh, uh, rafa benitez and you know he set up a team that could uh try to go toe to toe uh with the stars of mumbai city and uh, the stat that the mumbai city failed to get a shot on target with a front line that has ogbeche and lefondre uh kind of uh, is very startling because what is so much possession useful for if you're not penetrative if you're not creating chances if you're not having shots on goal because all the for all the possession they had for all the good football they played the output was not much and uh, northeast made the most of the chances they had they got themselves a penalty and they scored they won the game and i think that was uh, a daylight robbery wouldn't you say i wouldn't say it's, actually i wouldn't say it's a daylight robbery in all fairness because um northeast by just frustrating their opponents and just making sure that they they literally um kind of read their opponents in every single move didn't give ogbeche or lefondre a sniff in front of goal they just frustrated their opponents and they wear them down you know amija who we all know is a great passer of the ball he can pick a pass from I think a mile away without even seeing it. But one thing they did was by frustrating their opponents they forced them into mistakes. We saw with the penalty and with Jahu getting sent off and I think that just changed the complexion of the game because um suddenly Mumbai are now down to 10 men. Northeast have a bit of confidence about them and I I wouldn't say that's why I wouldn't say it's a it's a bit of a daylight robbery. I think it was a very very fair performance, fair win for Northeast and um i hope that they kick on with it because they don't really have the style of play that you'd say um uh, they would be able to dominate their opponents with so it's all about grinding out the results in a similar way rafa benitez did it at newcastle um but yeah very exciting game and you could say possibly one of the first few upsets of this tournament 
Absolutely, and I think that's uh, that's that's one of the reasons why the ISL is so exciting this season. You never know uh, what you're down to see. But I think then uh, I think then I think the next game kind of told you how uh, showed you how uh, the heavyweights would fare uh, fare against each other. The Bangalore and the uh, Bangalore versus Goa game uh, also considered a derby uh, <laughs> for many reasons. Uh, how do you see? How, uh, what was your thoughts on the game? I I'm not sure. Um... Either of the team was up to the mark uh, in terms of their sharpness. Um, pretty sure both teams have a lot to work on on that front. And it was just disappointing as a Bengaluru fan, of course, uh, just seeing the fact that, I mean, we Bengaluru did score two goals, but again, those are constructed from set plays. And there was nothing really of a threat in open play. And that seemed to be a revolving theme around last season's um, performance where Bengaluru only finished fourth in the league and didn't even make the finals. But... Um, I have to say, you know, for FC Goa, uh, even though they were 2-0 down and came back to 2-all, I just felt that if they had kept their foot on the pedal after scoring those two goals to equalise, I feel they could have won the game because uh, Bengaluru under the cosh, they didn't have anything going forward. They couldn't retain the ball. And Goa just had their tails up. You know, the introduction of Brandon Fernandes changed the whole game for them. They could suddenly unlock Igor Angulo in the front line, who was just, you know, um, an absolute presence. You know, he was moving across from side to side along the shoulder of the last defender. And he was almost a ghost at times. They couldn't pick him up. A few, uh, uh, sometimes I think they caught him offside. But I think that was rather fortuitous rather than anything that was destined to just, you know, intentionally put him offside. But what do you have to say about their potential going forward? Because, of course, with Sergio Libera leaving Mumbai City, a lot of changes have been made. Um, is there a bigger focus on making it a balanced team rather than just a free-flowing attacking team? I think, yeah. I think even though the Juan Fernando is a manager of the same mould, I think he's gonna like to, he's gonna like to have a uh, you know a stability in his team. He he wants balance. He would look for balance because that in coming going going long to the tournament, uh, that is one thing that's gonna you know keep him in the game. And uh, I think that that was essential in the in the first game also because uh, like you mentioned, even though the, the Bangalore had scored two goals from set plays, they were really short on creativity, and that's what Brandon Fernandez brought in once he was brought on in the second half. Uh, and that's where things started changing from because Igor Angulo being a very dynamic striker, he's getting the supply again and that, that creates more, much, much more chances for uh, their strikers because uh, there's no uh, doubt that there's a lot of uh, firepower in the Goa squad, has it? But also, I think once they get their midfield sorted, their defence sorted, I think this is a team that can hurt other, others on the, uh, the, you know, the, when they have the ball when they have uh, confidence in them. And I think it's a matter of confidence also because coming back from two goals down uh, kind of gives you a good lift. Uh, and But it's also very, uh, you know, it's a step back for Bangalore and uh, how they sort out their formation, they sort out their uh, shape because uh, somewhere, somewhat, it looks like, uh, you know, Carlos Quadrat is still trying to find his best team. I think he's also trying to find how to get Ashik and Udanta to kind of produce consistent performances. Um, there's no doubt that these two players are, they have an abundance of pace and talent. You know, they could probably, um, in most cases, play very well for a counter-attacking side, which BFC seem to be uh, under Carlos Quadrat. But I think as long as Udanta and Ashik, when they're both playing, continue to perform as inconsistently as they are, it's just going to kind of deplete the um, resource that the front three has to offer. I'm talking about Opset, Cleeton Silva, Jetri, because 
there's no real attacking threat from open play and we've said this for the longest time um even last season about bengaluru the biggest problem was getting the ball to the front men um but i think they have to work on that if they really stand a chance of finishing the top two places in this league uh we've just seen that mumbai and goa have a lot to improve upon atk mohan bagan have already made a decent start uh, considering the way of play is pretty much similar to the last season so i think a lot of improvements on both sides uh we wait to see what go- happens in the coming weeks but um it was a bit of an underwhelming game considering the hype built around it um our game i think you can fair to say was already built up to be one of those drab affairs was odisha against hyderabad and what i will always called the relocation derby and for a bit of context you know odisha is a team that was moved over to odisha from delhi dynamos um due to the reason that delhi dynamos couldn't pay the rent for the stadium um and pune city folded a couple of seasons ago and in came in hyderabad so both teams relocated from the original cities what do you think of that game i think uh, you know this game was yeah as you mentioned this game was very drab in in the way that it played out and uh, which was one maybe which is which is the reason why liston kolako once he came on for half an hour kind of outshone everybody else on the pitch with his oh he he was a bright spark wasn't he he was just making a uh, move stick after uh, i don't know after a uh, 60 70 minutes of a very very stale game absolutely and he was running at defenders he was taking people on and that that kind of creates a lot of a uh, lot of trouble and uh, for other teams also uh at the same time i think that's going to create that's going to the hurt a lot a lot of other teams c- create problems but the good thing is hyderabad looked like more of a side that can play football and look more like a team than they looked uh, in the last season which is a uh, change that has happened under the new manager and i think that's something that they can take as a positive and they've had lots of shots on goal i think uh lots of attempt uh, attempt on goal and that, that that's that's a good change that hyderabad will take as positives coming uh, to odisha i think uh, again they haven't got the best side they don't know what to they again a team that is still trying to uh, find its feet uh, if you if you if you can use that phrase but uh, yeah because you know the, taking off one of the star uh, players in marcelino in the half time to uh, bring somebody on kind of tells you that they haven't got it right also uh, playing onwu uh, on the on the wing uh, who's traditionally a target man uh, is a decision that will divide opinions amongst a lot of uh, fans and pundits and i think that's something stuart baxter needs to sort out quickly yeah i think i mean on the point of masley you know that being the star player i don't think that's a fair thing to say anymore because um i i, I just don't understand him um, probably his stock is high after uh the fact that he's played for five seasons i think it is in the indian super league but i don't think he has the same level of influence that you would have thought that he would have um but i think in terms of both teams um one more thing that was very interesting is that neither team had any foreigners on the bench and they only played four um each team just only played four foreigners although you could play five so um a bit of a change a bit of a different trend um obviously enforced due to covid rules but an interesting one nevertheless absolutely and i think that's that's one thing that i think a lot of the other teams would also uh, uh kind of implement going forward coming with injuries uh because i think there's a lot of reliance on indian young players at the same time because uh i think odisha is a player who's play you know thoibas morangtan singh playing in the midfield is 17 years old from minerva punjab and, and i think that's that's a good thing for indian football because you're giving a lot of confidence to these indian players to uh, kind of take the center stage well finally on tuesday we had what was a very exciting first 30 35 minutes i have to say 
um, in the Jamshedpur against Chennai and FC. Um, Anirudh Thapa's goal, you have to say, was a beautifully constructed one. All started by Rafael Crivellero, who seemed to be the man who just had a stranglehold of the game the first 30 minutes. Um, and then I think after the second goal that Chennai scored, the drink breaks set in. And suddenly Jamshedpur fo- uh, found a goal through Valskis. But the game just died out a bit after that. So what do you have to say about the start that Chennai made to the game? Because it was just eye-catching. I think that's just a testament to the quality they have up front and the quality of Anirudh Thapa to finish that uh, finish that was a difficult chance to finish but he took it he took it in his stride and uh, you know he lashed it into the goal which is a fantastic finish for Anirudh Thapa and that uh, and go, going forward uh, Chennai looked looked like a very good side you know even though uh, Ladding Juara Changte is very uh, wasteful uh, in his final final in the final third, he does everything right. He puts in a he puts in a lot of work. His work rate is commendable. Uh, but at the end, uh, just when the final pass is needed, I think that's that's where something that he needs to improve on. Uh, but uh, hasn't that been the story for Changde all all his career? Story of his life, uh, and very similar actually to Ashik and Rudanta's failings, you might say, at Bengaluru because. I mean, these te- these players, they, they somehow get into the right positions. They get into a position where they can either score or give the killer pass. And more often than not, then they seem to miss um, either the pass or the target. And I think that's a frustrating thing because, I mean, if a player wasn't getting into those positions, you'd understand that, you know, may- they might not be good enough at this level. But I think Chennaiyan would be able to do a lot more with Changte hitting the net. Um, more frequently and I think the moment I I, I think it, it would be a fair thing to say that if he does hit maybe 8 or 10 goals this season I think Chennai would be one of the favourites to win the title so um, I think Chennai did show a lot of promise in that first 30 minutes and don't discount Jamshedpur you know because they did have uh, a few changes coming in the season of course the head coach is Owen Coyle who was a former Chennai manager so I think it will take some time for a few of these teams. Some teams have come out of the blocks a little bit more, uh, with a bit more fire than the others. But I think it, it will take some time to really figure out the pecking order in the league. But a good start, you have to say. Absolutely. And I think that's uh, there's going to be a lot of fight in the midfield because I don't think the top three, as we predicted, are going to... Uh, are going to be a, a big upset in terms of the uh, season because uh, all three teams and all four teams actually uh, have looked really good in terms of the uh, quality they bring to the pitch. Uh, ATK, Bangalore, FC Goa and Mumbai City and I think that the fight's going to be there but I think there's, the, there's open chance for everybody else uh, in the league to you know uh, storm through to the top four and I think that's and I think, uh, you know, the, even though we've gone through the teams that have played this week, I think East Bengal is yet to play. Uh, they play the first game in the big derby. And uh, I think if they can get a point or if they can get a win, and I think that's going to be a team to watch out for because, uh, you know, we haven't seen how East Bengal uh, is going to turn out. You know, it's a new team in the ISL with a new manager. Uh, and that comes with a big, big name and a big, uh, uh, you know, a big history. So... Uh, I think that's one more team we have to uh, wait and see for and see how they fit into this equation. So the ISL and FSDL have a big tendency to label each game as a derby. Um, <laughs> almost every game is labeled as either a Southern Indian derby, a Malabar derby or whatever it is. Um, I mean, we have the OG Indian derby in terms of footballing rivalry back this year. And we'll come on to that preview in a bit. But 
Um, just going through with the fixtures that have engulfed week one, I'm just going to give an alternative name for each one. So we start off with ATK uh, Mohan Bagan against Kerala Blasters. And I can dub that as the ISL opening derby because it has been the opening game for the last four seasons in a row, I think. So there's one. The second one was the game between Northeast and Mumbai City, which I can dub the Rowland Borges derby because he played for both clubs. On Sunday, we had FC Goa against Bengaluru FC, which I can dub the big game derby because both teams have always, you know, it's been a big game, this fixture the last couple of years. On Monday, and this is the funniest to them, is the relocation derby, as we mentioned before, why these two teams have relocated to the other cities. And finally, on Tuesday, we had the Owen Coyle derby. So we've had so many derbies. Uh, when looking forward to another derby tonight, which is between Mumbai City and uh, FC Goa. Now, do you want to call this the Malabar derby or do you want to call this a Sergio Libera derby? I think a Sergio Libera derby kind of uh, makes makes more sense because, uh, you know, he's he's a manager. Of, he uh, has been a manager of Goa. He's a manager of Mumbai right now. And I think he's, he's going to be pretty confused uh, which players he's going to uh, be barking orders at because a lot of players he's taken from Goa on to Mumbai. Uh, so I think that's that's a good name. I says. But isn't this game so fascinating because it meets more to the eye? Uh, there's so much more that that is revolving around this game in terms of people moving, um, the coach of course moving, the two teams trying to you know look for that first spot in the table. I think this is a fascinating derby, and I would say in footballing terms, is a bigger game than the Kolkata derby. Would you? Would you go that far? <laughs> but I don't think uh, it. I uh, think I wouldn't go as far as saying that it's bigger than the Kolkata derby. Uh, of course, you wouldn't. <laughs> no one would, Shres. No one would. But I think uh, Sergio Lobera has a point to prove to the Go officials after his uh, infamous, uh, you know, sack uh, that he got last season. Uh, or if if he wants to call it that he left the club, uh, but I think he's got a point to prove to them because uh, the circumstances in what he left in uh, were not not the prettiest, and I think that's one point that he would try to make tonight, uh, and uh, so would Goa trying to uh, you know to justify their decision. So I think that's one game to look to be really excited about, uh, and again both both teams really really good on paper, so and really good on the way they play play football. So that's one more. Uh, one more uh, thing to watch out for, but look out for twenty seventh. Watch the Kolkata derby, and you might not. Your internet might stop. So many people might just stop, tune into it. Listen, I I don't want you to get onto the same wavelength as um, FSTL and ISL in terms of promotion. Um, the Kolkata derby is for sure, you know, the biggest derby in Indian football, and you can't even deny the sheer magnitude of the occasion. But we do look forward to seeing many of the derbies that we've already mentioned. There have been seven derbies in seven days. <laughs> so every game is a derby. Don't forget. Um, do watch. Do keep on watching the ISL. Uh, we'll be back very shortly uh, in another episode with our preview to the Mohan Bagan East Bengal game. Uh, uh, looking at the football side of things rather than the off-field side of things. But um, until then from us, it's, it's goodbye from this weekend's uh, action from the Indian Super League and I hope you join us for the next one so just keep just keep your eyes on our social channels across Twitter and Instagram um, to stay tuned with the latest uh, updates the latest episodes that we have for you uh, we do have a bit of bonus content coming your way this week so stay tuned for that as well and it's good for, goodbye from us so have a good weekend and enjoy the Kolkata Derby 